Absolutely never. We kind of have a habit of making dust with our lives, our decisions. Then God comes along and can make beautiful things from it. Sure am thankful. Just a couple of lines of encouragement, please, uh, choir. Take me serious now. I'm not looking for people that can hit all the right octaves, whatever that is. A note, a C, or a lot of whatever. I don't, I don't really care. Seriously. I'm looking for people that will worship God. We do not want a choir that's going to perform for Christmas or Easter or whatever day. We want one that will come up here and worship. So please consider, consider it. And if you can't sing, it might even be better. Seriously, because God will anoint. If you have a heart to worship, this is a ministry that I'm looking forward to taking off and to growing and to be powerful. Powerful. Anytime God's people were up against unbelievable odds, who do you think they sent first? Worshippers, the singers players. It's powerful. Second, men, if I could make it mandatory, I would. If I had that power, I would. Fireproofing our marriage, whether you're married or not. We're going to start that up. My date was given you, I can't quite remember, maybe the next to the last Wednesday in October. Absolutely essential. We have a way of forgetting things. We have a way of taking each other for granted. And so this will help us. Fireproof. How many people are married? Just raise your hand. Keep it up and look around. In Muskingum County, 70% gets divorced. Almost 70%. It's an epidemic. Sweeping even through the church. It's filthy tentacles have even reached into our church. So this is vital. Please take it serious, men. Choir worshipers, worship him in spirit and truth. Please consider this. October 2nd, um, yes, is the Tuesday the choir starts. Right. Okay. All right. All that serious note. Um, this morning's message actually came from a silly commercial that I saw. I thought, oh my gosh, there's so much truth in that commercial. Now, it's a commercial of all beef hot dogs. Okay, so I'm not pushing hot dogs. Um, we'll all be grilling hot dogs instead of Sunday chicken today. Uh, but the idea of what they say just hit me like a knife, and I thought, my Lord, we are living in a day and age of deception. Unbelievable deception. Masterly crafted by the deceiver himself to destroy not only those that are without Christ, but these that are supposed to know Christ. And he's got all these false signs that lead to Christ. He's got all these false Christs. And so when I seen this commercial, which it's okay if you chuckle, seriousness will come afterwards, but I think it'll make its point as soon as you see it. Before that, so the idea is how many of you are 99.9.9.9999% sure that you're right? 
So you don't know. How spooky that is when you start talking about eternity. Hey, we're not playing Christian horseshoes. Like, ooh, almost. Or a leaner. Now you got to have a ringer. And this is where you get your ringer right here. Okay? So this is the point that we're going to make today. You cannot be 99. That cracked me up when I saw that, and we talked about that. 99.5, and the guy just stands there and says, so you don't know. You understand the point that he's making. And so here we are in Christianity, living in a day and age where deception is rampant. It's all over the place. It's epidemic. Uh, many of your loved ones, many people in here have been affected by it, drawn away, shipwrecked by it. People hitting icebergs in their walk all the time because they're 99.9% .9 sure that what they're doing is okay. All right, so when I saw that and heard that, I could not help but think of King Agrippa in Acts 26. Starting with verse 27, it says, King Agrippa, believest thou the prophets? And here's what's setting up is Paul is under arrest, and they bring him in front of King Agrippa. And Paul is just pouring out, witnessing and testifying of the goodness and the greatness of God to this king. There's none higher than him, King Agrippa. And then he goes and just asks him the question, believest thou the prophets? And I guess Paul could tell by the way he was intensely listening and looking. He said, I know that thou believest. And I look at Agrippa, said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Look, and what we're doing right now today, what I'm doing and presenting to you today, almost is not good enough. Do you want almost truth? Almost is not good enough. If King Agrippa hadn't had some great revelation fall out of his bed and cry out to God, then he's been burning in hell for thousands of years. Almost persuaded. I was almost going to do that. I was almost going to stop that. Almost is not good enough. The word almost means nearly or not quite or just about or very nearly. Almost, and none of that measures up when it comes to Christianity. Almost. Intentions and desires are not alike. You can have good intentions. Inten intentions and desires are not alike. Exodus 19 says this, verse 6, And you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests, and a holy nation. This is being said to you and I too. These are the words which thou speak unto the children of Israel. And Moses came and called for the elders of the people and laid before their faces all these words which the Lord commanded him. And all the people answered together and said, All that the Lord hath spoken, we will do. They had absolutely sincere intentions. We'll do it. Just like going to this Bible study, the men's Bible study. I'll do it. Good intentions. And that yet, if you know anything about the Word of God, you know that they drew back. That their intentions might have been good, but their desires outweighed what they did. There are two groups of people inside the church, inside the house of God. Why? Why did the people of Israel, listen, who were less tangled 
with Egypt's ways than Moses was. Weren't they? They were less entangled with Egypt. Moses was brought up in them. So the people of God were less entangled. But why did they gravitate back to it? When Moses, who was brought up in it, said, No way! I want nothing to do with it. How can that be? Moses displayed no desire to have anything to do with it, with any of its ways. Egypt is a type of the what? It's a type of the world. The Israelites captivated in bondage by the world, delivered by the world, left it, and yet drew back and desired to go back to it. One who was captivated in it, brought up in it, was released, freedom from it, and said, I don't want nothing to do. How do you have two different endings? When both were captive, both set free. Hebrews 11.24 tells us about Moses. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Don't call me that. Choosing. Look at these words. Total opposite of American Christianity. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. Right now, there is a reproach of Christ throughout our land, and it's only going to get worse and worse and worse. And you should be esteeming that way better than what the world is offering. I hate you, can't stand you, because you're a Christian. Think? I mean, seriously, that wouldn't be nice to hear or hard to take, but you should be esteeming that better. This is what Moses did, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward, a type of the world. You cannot be 99.5% sure, just like the guy, then you don't know. And you're talking about eternity. You're talking about one breath right now from seeing Almighty God. One breath. Verse 7, 27 says, By faith he forsook the world, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. So we have two distinctive groups in the church today. The children of Israel, listen, and look, we're in here. There's two groups in us right here. The children of Israel desired whatever to be in their best interests when it comes to this. Yeah, glory. That's why I don't know if it is popular anymore. Remember the little promise book box that you pull out and all the promises are great and wonderful. Remember them little things? The guy's old enough to remember. It looked like a little loaf of bread. Mine did. You pulled it out and you're, you're wonderful. I love you. You love me. Never you pull out a whoa. None of them. It's all these various. And so that's kind of the two people we have in church. The children of Israel. Amen, hallelujah, yes, Lord. Whatever appeared to be in their best interest over the desires to fulfill God's will. And so if it was something that would benefit them, it's sweeping through our land. Remember, they would come to church and say, we want what's ours. Just a few miles west from here. Maybe even in this town. 
We've come to get what's ours. They sought God for a deliverer. Moses arrives. They rejoice until things get hard. This is the way we are. Remember when the things got hard? More bricks. Get your own straw. Oh, that lousy Moses. You remember the account? This is this is 100% sure what I'm giving you. It's not, I think that's it. It's in there. It's 100%. When God finally delivered them from the world, from Egypt, delivered them, what was their response? Look at an Exodus 14, 12. Look what he said. Look, look at the words. Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, let us alone? Are you saying that to me this morning under your breath? Let me alone. Let me be what I want to be. Let me keep my 0.05% possibility of not being right so I can do what I want to do and believe what I want to believe. Let me alone. Crazy. Look, that we may serve the world. Look what it says. For it had been better for us to serve the world than we should die in the wilderness. It was better for me. These are folks just like us folks. And because you come up some against some waves of conflict and trouble in your life, a lot of times you want to run back to the world that was just having you in your little hammock trying to put you to sleep so you could burn to death in hell forever. Leave me alone. This is what they were saying. 400 years in bondage, beaten, chains, more bricks. That's how your kids grew up in that 400 years. The end result is they want to go back to that. You're insane. Totally insane. As long as it seemed good for them. It's better for us, is what they said. They didn't have anything to do about the cause of Christ. Anything to do about maybe suffering and living for him. Whatever he calls you to do for the glory of God. Nothing to do, but it was better for us. So if it was better for them, they kept God's word. And it, and they appeared then to seem like they desired him. But if obedience meant to go a direction that wasn't pleasant to the flesh, go through the valleys and through the fire and through the flood, you just wanted miraculous delivered, they would complain and moan and go the other way. There are two different people that are in the house of God. Now look, we know this is truth. Matthew 12, 34, tell into that says, for out of the abundance of the heart, what? All I got to do is listen to you because you'll tell me everything in your heart. Look, look at me. That's 100% true. I know that. Question, why would Aaron consent to make a molten calf when difficulties came up? Now, I don't know what goes on in the white spaces, but in the black letters, there didn't seem to be any, like Aaron saying, no, 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 stop that, no, I'll never do it. We'll see any of that. Just consented to it. 
Why? Why would he? Moses climbed the mountain of God. He's in the presence of God. Why? What's in him came out. That's why. If it was God 100% in the word of God, he'd have been saying, we can't make any idols. What's the matter with you? But what was in him came out of him. And they said, give me your earrings. Two different kinds of folks. The influence of the world was still in him. It's obvious he didn't separate himself from the world. Didn't cleanse himself from the things of the world, from Egypt, that kept trying to pull him and suck him back in. Even while he was walking with Moses. Why do some Christians still smoke and gamble and drink and cuss and run around? Why? Why? I asked the band, or I said, you got to come back up when, when we're done. you got to sing that song again at your feet. Because I was, I was thinking of an older one that was sung by Clint Brown, and when they started that, I was like, whoa, what's that? That's awesome. At your feet, there is nowhere else for me. I love how they, there's nowhere else for the true Christian. No, this is where I want to go. Don't take me from here. And so Aaron becomes under heat and pressure, peer pressure, mumbling and grumbling from the people. He melted. Their intentions might be to give up the drinking and the habits and the desires that are displeasing to God, but the desires for them is still in their heart. Who did God say to, don't rend your garment, rend your, your heart, for there is where you hide everything. You just go out and buy a new garment. He said, rend your heart. Our desires roll over our intentions. I want to be a good man. God. I want to be a good husband. I want to be a good father. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to desire. You're gone. You're gone. Oh, I need to come over. I need to come over. I need to come to prayer meetings. I need to come to prayer meetings. Ring. Hey, game's on. Okay, be there. I'll bring the chips. Desires. Oh. Way more than your intentions. 99.99% sure I'm in love with God. 99.9.99% sure. Whoever looks back is what? You're not even worthy. It's bringer time all the time. Bringer. I love you, Jesus. Bringer. Man, blow off church. We're doing this. It's going to be cool. Everybody's going to come. Bringer. There is nowhere else for me. There's nowhere else for me. No, not somewhere else to go. If you offer, there's nowhere else. Big difference. Our desires rule, not our intentions. 9.9.95% sure I love God. So uh, you don't know. You understand, it only takes one little stinking fly to spoil the acquaintance. Right? All you're probably going to go to some restaurant. You're not going to grill hot dogs. You go to some restaurant, get this big pile of great food, and you find a lie in it, or a piece of uh, cooked hair, we'll just eat around it. It's ruined. But don't you understand, it's 99.9.9% okay, just this one look, and it's even a tiny piece of hair, and it might be yours, or even a, even a, a gnat, 
and a gnat you can almost pass for pepper. Find it floating on top of your soup. Waiter, waiter. How can it be less important with your eternity? Look, if you're counting on me being 100%, you're crazy. What if I decide not to be? But I still do this because I want the money. How do you know I'm 100% right? How do you know? Right here. This is it. So you must know this because someday we not, not be able to do this. You cannot be 99%. You can't be running from the, what did that scripture say? Uh, God will do something in the wilderness. <laughs> oh, you got to know your life, your eternity is in the balance. You got to know. Remember the message? I, I looked it up. It was like eight years ago, so maybe we won't. You might remember the title, but not the message. Are you in Christ or are you in church? Most across our land is in church. That's just it. That's sad. I hate the idea. I wish we were absolutely packed wall to wall to wall where every man in here would have to get up to give a woman. Romans 8.38 says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. Until I see a floating angel wing coming down from heaven, and I change the whole God. Oh, gosh. Nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Look at the gold dust! Ring your finger. I don't care what they scream, what they say. A horseshoe, my ringer, my everything. Ringer. 100%. 100%. You better run from anybody that disagrees with anything. Think I understand everything in here? <laughs> Please. Thank you for thinking that. But So what's that mean? I say, if it's in here, I believe it. If I don't understand it, I don't understand it. I don't even understand myself. I still don't even know how I got right with God. Other than this, you can attach yourself to something that's like, mm, I don't know about that. One word counsel, run! Divorce rate is darn near the same in church as it is in the world. I mean, how can that be? Because they're in church, not in Christ. The divorce rate in Christ is zero. Absolutely zero. 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 You get somebody throwing rings for Christ. I can't help it. I just don't love them anymore. That's baloney. That doesn't happen in Christ. It doesn't happen. You work things out. You go through them. You weep and cry together. God gives you the ability to get over it. Bring her. You fall more in love rather than falling out of love when you stay with the Word of God. Ring her. It's not leaner. Sorry, babe. I love you. Here's another one in the Word of God. 2 Corinthians 2.14. Now thanks be unto God which... Uh, how do you say that word? Now thanks be unto God which always causes us to triumph in Christ. Maybe not the way you think, but always causes. Doesn't always come riding in in his white style. Scoops you up, throws you back on. Says, I love you, I love you. No, he'll make you go through it. You might come out wounded. 
Look back and all your enemies will be laying dead. God always causes you to triumph. That's what it says. That's 100% true. I don't care what you're thinking or feeling or all the yabbats in you. That's true. 1 John 5, 4 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. I couldn't help myself. Bunk, phony, liar. That's 100% true. Woman was throwing her clothes off, ripping the clothes off of Joseph. He didn't say, I couldn't help myself. He ran. <laughs> Ringer! <laughs> he ran from her. Thinking, I, I couldn't do that to my God. Who's that guy? For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. God, I don't know, Lord. I don't know. Everything's just screaming. God, I'm just believing in you, God. Cling. Ringer! The enemy's spinging, spinging, Lord. I don't know. I don't even know, God. Ringer! The true Christian doesn't lose. He always has victory. Thanks be unto God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Always causes me to triumph. Triumph. That word which always means at all times. Even if I don't look like it. I can't throw a ringer. I can't throw a ringer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Always. The word. That word causes, I love this, makes happen or brings about. He always makes it happen and always brings it about. Cutting grass yesterday, listening to the guy preach and say he was praying for his auntie, is what he called her, his favorite auntie, for 25 years since she wouldn't come to Christ. And he finally was saying, God, I don't want to run before you, and I don't want to be too late. Lord, open the door when I can go. And he finally thought this is the time he went to go. And she, he was in there talking. She went to bed went to sleep. Oh, God. God, my sick going to die. She lived about three doors from his mom. He went into his mom's house and, I don't know, have a sandwich or whatever, got a call. And Auntie woke up and was calling for you. Just calling for you. He ran over and led her to the Lord. It doesn't mean they're going to, bam, get saved and serve God with you for 50 years side by side. Might be on a deathbed. You think Auntie got victory? You think she went to heaven? Gosh, darn. I don't think so. Causes to triumph, makes things happen. The Egyptians pursued after them. Egyptians were pursuing after them after they left Egypt. They got all the special bombs, all the artillery, all the chariots, all the weapons, and you and I are just by ourselves. Bruce, what do you think? I don't, oh my gosh. Right? That's all we got. They got everything. They were the known superpower. All horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army and overtook them. You might be going, oh, they're just going to fall off. God will just break them all dead. That's just like getting kind of closer. We always got this fantasy that what God's going to do. 
Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and all of a sudden they started saying, oh, and the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. They couldn't do anything. I can't do anything about this. A ringer's over there. It doesn't matter how messed up and blindfolded I am. Oh, God, please help me. He'll make a boomerang out of that lead horseshoe. Ringer! Thank you, Lord. Though the enemy spins me around, throws me in the swamp, Lord, I can still throw a ringer for God. So what happens? He always causes something to happen. Verse 16. Look what it's called. First five, six words. But lift thou up thy rod. Go look that word up. It means branch. Do you know your Lord was called the branch? So when he lifted up the rod, he was lifting up the word over their circumstances. Oh my God, they're coming, they're coming, God, they're coming, they're coming. Ringer! Off they went. Look it up. Hey, you don't have to. I think I wrote it here. The word rod means branch. Zechariah 6.12 says, Speak unto him, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, Behold the man whose name is the branch. And he shall go up out of his place, and he shall build the temple of the Lord. When you are in circumstances and believe, never really ever trust yourself because you don't know what to do ever. You just don't. It's not in man. It says in Jeremiah 10, 23, I believe. It's not in you to know what to do. Lift up the word over your circumstances. Bring her. No matter what's coming and breathing down your neck. 100% sure. That's awesome. Who was it? It might have been Ed. We were just talking about all the unbelievable hidden things that are in the Word of God that we just might never discover until we get there. The rod. Oh, cool. I wonder what that means. Look at the rod. It says the branch. Well, if if you're not in the Word of God or even being stirred by the Word of God, you go, rod, branch. Did he lift up a branch? You don't even understand it. That's, that's talking about Christ because he's the branch. And we also know that John 1, 1 tells us he's the Word. You lift up the Word. Not, I'm 99.9% .9 sure they did. So, pal, you don't know. We have to be spot on. Matthew 24, 4 says this, Jesus answered and said unto them, unto them, take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. You've got to be spot on. If possible, to deceive the very elect. God, what I hear, what I see seems so good, Lord God, but there's something inside of me, Lord. I, I'm going to go by what you're saying inside of me, Lord. Ringer! When all the rest are going, <gasps> many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many. We're in that now. We're in this. I mean, for crying out loud, I don't know what year it was. It wasn't that far ago because it was on eBay. Remember, somebody toasted bread, and the toasted bread looked like it had the face of the Lord on it? And they put it on eBay for bid. 
hundreds and thousands of dollars. Like Isaac would say to me, really? Really? Oh, yeah. Deception is rampant. It's rampant. And because iniquity shall bound, the love of many shall wax cold. The Lord warned us that in these last days, religious deception would reach epic proportions. You're in them. You're in them. You can't kind of be close. Satan himself is the author of much of the chaos in the world to spin you. Chaos, havoc, fears. But what's the ringer say? God is not the author of confusion. Oh, my gosh, Lord, has that confusion in it. We're just going to believe this. Ringer! This is not a joke. 1 Corinthians 14.33 You ever, ever, ever struggle with confusion, you should go, wait a minute, wait a minute. You shouldn't go, I think, no. I know this is not from God. Or even how about when fear grips you? Torment and fear. God says what? I haven't given you that. You've got to 100% know this stuff. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. As in all churches of the saints. Then who is this? It's the enemy. Confusion means instability, a state of disorder, disturbance. How can two walk together unless they agree? You're going to marry them? Disturbance, agitation, impossible. But, 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 I love them. Desire over intention. Man, man, we're suckers for it. We're suckers. Still remember, we were in a little building. Over there, the fellowship hall. And Bruce is preaching. He's out of his fishing tackle box, his big pole. Of course, he didn't have a hook on it. And he had different little fly, whatever. And he'd throw them out in the congregation sort of. Oh, you don't like it? Change it. Throw it. That's what the enemy does. Just to get you to bite on something little. You're going to give up your life. For a dough ball? For a worm? For another woman? It's a dough ball. No offense, women. I'm comparing it to eternal life. Easy. <laughs> some worm, some dumb man. How's that? Like, politically, can't say that word. Can't. Confusion. I'm telling you, it is a clever military strategy by the enemy, causing all this unbelievable chaos and confusion. And then he sticks his false signposts everywhere. Christ is in this. Christ is doing that. Now Christ is in this. This is a new thing. Christ is in that. Should be no suffering. Just claim it. Just Christ. What? And they run to it. Run to it. And I've even done this. Oh, what you, look, look. Hey, what are you doing? Wait a minute, look what it says. Desire over good intentions and wanting to serve God. As an angel of light. You're sleeping in your room, lights up, this golden glow. Is it automatically God? 
God walk into your bedroom? Well, I saw a great light at the end of the tunnel. Matthew 24, 24 says, And there shall arise false Christs, false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Meaning, you can keep throwing rakers if you're the only one left throwing rakers. No, that can't be true, Lord. It just doesn't line up with the word. Bring them. But Lord, just great things are happening over their growth and miracles. And I don't know, ringer. God, even my very best friends have left me. Ringer! Behold, I have told you before. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he's in the desert. There's unbelievable good things going on in the desert. Run to Toronto. No, no, no. He's in Florida now. Run! Go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers. What does it say at the end? Last three words. Say it out loud. Ringer! Why is that there? Because he knew what would be going on now. So he put that in there. For his disciples, students of the word, followers of Christ, everybody in the ministry was succumbing to that stuff. Just kept throwing ringers. Ringer! Oh, Lord. Ringer! Lord, I've got to be right. I can't be defi- I can't be denying our people a move of God. Ringer, I'm not trusting myself what a move of God is. God, I don't know. Ringer, it says, don't believe it. So how can I be so 100% bold and brass to say that in front of you today? It's true. <coughs> no shadow of turning. In fact. He's called the truth. Leave me alone. So you can go play your own games and do what you want. That's the reason why. Truth. 99.9. So, dude, you don't know. Wouldn't that be awesome? If God sets you up and you're out buying a car, and the guy's going, I'm 99.9% sure. There's never been a wreck. Grandma drove it. It's only got like these miles are just Sunday miles. And you say, oh, so dude, you don't know. Well, 99.9. What I'm saying, dude, you don't know. This is spot on. Eternity. I'm going to live somewhere forever. Damned. Or you want to be 99.9%? Sure. I've been pouring stuff in. Remember in Africa? Ooh, can't help it. Do that every time I say Africa. You guys remember, what were we supposed to do with these when we had bottles? And you had to look for a little tiny puncture. Because what they do, put a little tiny puncture in there and fill it up with African water and then sell it to you. And then you got all these little things swimming inside. Right, Amber? Amber didn't look one and drank one. Prayed much. Here we go. I, I check. You see what I'm saying? How ridiculous. And this all kind of came. I don't know if my Facebook friends, a lot of you posted, like. A lot of times I wanted to reply, really? 
So I put this on Facebook. I'm going to share some deep spiritual insight right now. Almost straight is crooked. Tom, you come to my house and you go build me a cabinet. He tells me, it's almost straight. I'm say, dude, it's crooked. Wouldn't settle for that. What I'm giving you is almost true. You liar. If it's not true, it's false. False. It's true. It's a lie. You see how goofy we are? Oh, yeah. Should have done that one this one. This is almost pure. Are you telling me it's contaminated? No, no, no. I'm telling you it's almost pure. For you, one dollar. So what is it, Bart? It's contaminated. I think the best of my ability, I gave you almost truth today. Chew it up. Swallow it. And then we end up with King Agrippa. He said there at the end, almost saved. Then, dude, you're lost. You're lost. Do I have to be 100%? This nice car that almost runs. Here's this great bridge that almost goes to the other end. But when it comes to God and eternity, it's okay. Right? You can say, yeah, yeah, well, you know, they do that. But it says right here, don't run. Don't. Don't believe in that. They're going to come and they're going to say, run, he's in he's in the desert. Run, he's in Canada. Run, he's in Florida. Run. And God says, don't do that. This might shock you. He's right here. 100% sure. He's here. Whether you can feel him, sense him, or even believe him, he's here. Okay, band, singers, I need, it's been a while since we called you back up. Let's stand. Our altar calls this song, and I, I hope you take it serious, because I know that in your mind, listen to me, you're going, we're almost done. <laughs> I'm almost going to Cracker Barrel. No, we're going to pray. We're going to sing this song. This is the heart that you must have. And if you say, well, I almost have that heart, then you ought to be down here. The admission of guilt is good. What do you think? I'm going to say, come be like me? No, you are. That's why I'm preaching this way. You are like me. We're sinners. We almost do things. Our intentions. And somewhere in this song, these, this verse comes up, and it talks about there is nowhere else for me. Nowhere else. Oh, if I could just retire and go to Arizona. The Bible says there's nowhere else but at the cross, at the feet of the cross. At the foot of the cross, at his feet. There's nowhere else. Nowhere else. Don't let me even, no one drag me from here. No going to be wife or going to be husband. No going to be job if that's not where God wants you. Don't let anything drag you. Because you know why, Matt, there's nowhere else. 
There's nowhere else. No matter how rosy they make it, how wonderful it sounds, how great things look, Lot chose the welled water plains. Ooh-wee, could we retire there? God, if I have to suffer for you, I'll suffer. Telling you, Lord, honestly, I don't want to, but if we have to, we will. Because I know you will take us through. You will give me what I need to get through that. You will give me the courage that I won't have. You'll keep my feet from running. You'll keep me from screaming like a baby, Lord. You'll make me stand upon the rock. Because, God says, his grace is sufficient for me. That's 100% true. The song called At Your Feet. At Your Feet. That's our altar. Let's go. Nowhere else. Yep. All your wandering. Yes. Only at the